last week was another round of higher grain prices and lower cash cattle prices, but fundamentals are improving and more consumers are returning to restaurants. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Hishmal. Hello and welcome to your weekly CAF News Price Point for the week of April 27th, sponsored by CAF News. I'm Wes Ishmael. The relentless surge higher for corn prices took a whack out of cash calf and feeder cattle prices last week. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold $4 to $7 a hundredweight lower, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Dry conditions added to market woes in some regions. For instance, the AMS reporter on hand for Friday's weekly sale at Fort Pierre Livestock Auction in South Dakota explained, Severe drought conditions are causing many heifers to come to town that otherwise would never leave the ranch until they were a broken mouth cow. Week to week on Monday, feeder cattle futures closed an average of $2.83 lower across a range of $1.75 to $5.20 lower. There's no doubt that many in the industry thought feeder cattle futures had been overvalued based on expected feed prices and live cattle prices, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. Week to week on Monday, corn futures closed an average of 59.9 cents higher through the front six contracts. Spot May was 88.4 cents higher, including another limit up move on Monday. Besides already snug stocks and a weather premium based on dryness in Brazil and in the U.S. Northern Plains, domestic planting is off to a slow start. According to the latest USDA crop progress report, 17% of the corn crop was in the ground as of April 25th, which was 7% less than last year and 3% less than the average. Whether it's a perfect storm of supply and demand fundamentals or the front end of a new commodity supercycle, soybean and wheat futures also continue to scream higher. As it stands, Griffith doubts the calf and feeder cattle market can rebound to previous highs over the next few weeks. For a significant rebound, he says, feed prices will have to decline considerably, while demand for finished cattle and beef will have to increase. As mentioned at the outset, This week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at calfnews.net. It includes everything from a look at fetal programming to a cattle facts market outlook to beef demand strength through the pandemic to enhanced water conservation efforts by those served by the Ogallala Aquifer. Fed cattle prices weakened last week, pressured by live cattle futures and despite wholesale beef prices continuing higher. Negotiated cash fed cattle prices on a live basis were steady to $2 lower in the Southern Plains at $118 to $120 a hundredweight. They were $1 to $5 lower in the Northern Plains at $121 and steady to $4 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $120 to $122. 
dress trade was two to four dollars lower at $192. Last week's five area direct fed steer price was 67 cents lower on a live basis at $121.36 hundredweight. The average steer price in the beef was $3.43 lower at $192.11. Week to week on Monday, live cattle futures closed mixed from an average of $1.62 lower in the front three contracts to an average of a dollar higher. Fed cattle prices have been disappointingly stagnant thus far in 2021, largely under the pressure of ample feedlot supplies, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, in his weekly market comments. Fed cattle price improvement is expected in the second half of the year, he says, but progress has been slower than expected due to residual effects of pandemic disruptions and the February winter storm. Relative to the cattle cycle, Peel explains pandemic impacts extended the pipeline of cattle supplies, delaying the reduction of fed cattle numbers last year and pushing more cattle into the first half of this year. While feedlot inventories dropped seasonally in March and April, Peel says it may be into the second half of the year before feedlot inventories drop cyclically below your earlier levels. USDA's latest monthly cattle on feed report could provide some market support. Feedlots with 1,000 head or more capacity placed 2.0 million head in March. That was 440,000 head more, or 28.26% more than the previous year's poultry placements, which were down due to the pandemic. However, placements were 5.5% less than expectations. What's more, Peel points out March placements were 0.8% less than two years earlier, which provides a more accurate trend assessment. Marketings in March of 2.04 million head were 1.49% more year-over-year, which was in line with expectations. The total was the second most for the month since the data series began in 1996, according to USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service. There were 11.9 million head on feed April 1st, which was 600,000 head more, or 5.31% more than last year, and the second most for the month since the data series began. That was 0.8% less than analysts expected, and Peel says the total was 0.5% less than two years earlier. Keep in mind, you can listen to daily market commentary and highlights by subscribing to the free Cattle Current podcast at www.cattlecurrent.com. Wholesale beef prices continued higher last week as the U.S. economy continues to re-engage. Choice box beef cutout value is $9.03 higher week-to-week on Monday at $285.20 a hundredweight. Select was $5.22 higher at $274.35. Keep in mind, beef prices are increasing with more beef available to consumers. According to Griffith, total beef production year-to-date is about 8 billion pounds, which is nearly a 3.6% increase in production year-over-year and a 6.9% increase compared to 2019. Moving forward, Griffith says, a primary question is how consumer demand could shift as consumers transition back to pre-pandemic work patterns and lifestyles or at least whatever will represent the new normal. 
Finally today, with beef demand in mind, so far at least, U.S. consumers are ready, willing, and able to return to restaurant dining as more people get vaccinated for COVID-19 and as mandated restrictions lessen. Although still 25% less than two years earlier, major chain transactions at full-service restaurants in March were 210% higher than the previous year, according to NPD Group's Crest Performance Alerts. Transactions at quick-service restaurant chains were 29% higher year-over-year in March, but 5% less than two years earlier. Overall, customer transactions at major restaurant chains in March were 32% higher than the previous year, but 6% less than in March of 2019. And that's your April 27th CAF News Price Point with Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.